You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Hi. Well, this is the birthday episode. <laughs> I feel like all podcasters do some birthday episode and what did I learn this year and what am I looking forward to? And this is going to be a little bit of that, but it's also going to be radical honesty and candor and self-reflection. I have spent the better part of this year, just like you, struggling (laughs) and struggling in unexpected ways, ways that blindsided me, came out of nowhere, and asked me to go to a place that I wasn't sure I would return from. And I want to explore all of that in this episode with you. 33 is the magical number for me. It is my magic number, my connection to source. When I see it, I know there's something there for me. It has come up in so many of my readings, so much of my work, so much of my time spent in plant medicine, especially with mushrooms, which I am microdosing today as I record this. And it just keeps coming forward. And so I know that what's coming is bigger than what I could ever imagine. And it also requires a willingness to explore depths that I've never been to before. And I think that's really what it comes down to for all of us, right? Is are we willing to explore the depths we have not yet been to in order to step outside of that pretty box with the bow on top that I always talk about and emerge? emerge. I should have put on my waterproof mascara this morning. (laughs) Um, Emerging has been such a big theme for me this year. And on my computer in front of me are some notes that I took after my mom passed away just a few months ago. And I took these notes as I was talking to one of my psychic intuitives, as well as with my therapist. And I'm just going to read this to you because this is really, this was such a defining moment. And this is really what is creating the foundation for what is to come. And it blew me wide open and allowed me to see where I had yet been. It says, I am emerging. How will I emerge? How will I embody this? What does my inner and outer experience look like? What is shed in that emergence? What blossoms? What is the price you pay if you live untrue to yourself? I said, when she died, my past died. True love wants you to have a relationship with yourself and trusting yourself. 
The only way to stop living in codependent relationships is to establish the relationship with my higher self to allow my pot to grow. Nothing real can be threatened. Real love values the freedom. I am coming undone. I don't abandon myself, so I won't be abandoned. The old form keeps the old content. Emerging in the slowness. What will be present if I slow down enough? Knowing that slowing down is the medicine. Loss is one of the hardest things that we go through because as I've talked about a few times on this show, no one really talks about it. No one prepares you for it. There's so many things that we're ready for, ready to combat fires. We know how to fight, but loss is something totally different. And so it asked something totally different of me this year, losing my mom and losing our puppy Losing what felt like a little bit of control I had (laughs) with the pandemic and quarantine, which I know that most of you resonate with. So what happens? What do we do? I reached down deep. And I laid in a hole of darkness. And I explored what was down there. And I let everything that was present coming forward felt like it needed to be seen. I let it be seen no matter how uncomfortable, no matter what it threatened. It threatened my identity, threatened my relationship, my beliefs, my patterns, my past, my future, my current. Threatened it in a way that I had to reevaluate what was true for me and what was not. What was I carrying and holding on to that was not mine? And what did I get to redefine, to cultivate, to allow to blossom and eventually emerge? When I wrote, I am coming undone, the visual I got is of this like spiraling, like twine, just coming undone. And when you come undone, ideally you fall to pieces, to the floor. And eventually you're put back together. Eventually, The twine wraps again, but in a new way, in a way that feels right for you, in a way that you put yourself back together. I had to completely undo, unlearn, let go and surrender in order to get clear on who I am, who I am becoming, and how I choose to live my life for me. Not playing the victim anymore, 
not allowing others to dictate me or my story. And I will tell you something that is fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, The undoing and falling apart and releasing is, it is challenging. And there were moments where I was like, I, I don't see the light, especially after Remy died. It's like, there, there is no light. Light doesn't exist. This is all bullshit. That's where I came to, as many of you know, as I talked about after. But what I realized is that I was the one holding the light. I was embodying it, but I didn't allow myself to see that. In that moment, in that breakdown, all I could see was darkness. And I walked around searching and trying and doing, and I kept bumping into walls and getting stuck in corners like this dark spiritual maze. And it wasn't until I realized I was the light. It could finally turn on. I could finally accept that. Understand I am and was brave enough to be the light. To navigate the way. To create the journey for myself to light my own path. And as I acknowledged my own light, I watched as everyone else turned on theirs. And funny enough, they had been standing there with their lights for so long, waiting for me, lighting the path alongside me, but I didn't want to see it because if the lights were on, it meant I would access what was true for me. It meant I would access what I meant for my purpose. It meant I would have to play with the darkness to see the other side in order to acknowledge the light. And I hadn't been ready to do that yet. So my light came on and all of my guides' lights came on and the path started to clear. And with every step, it's like another light and another light. I started to come back to myself and to clarity of where I was going, what I was meant for. And I stepped into a feminine energy of receiving. Allowing myself to just be and receive. Receive love. Receive caretaking. Receive honesty. Receive the mirrors that were in front of me. All these reflections that I pushed away and 
kept separate from myself because I was so scared to see myself. I was so scared to go there. And as much as I thought I had gone there for every ayahuasca ceremony and every time I've sat with mushrooms and every time I've worked with the therapist and done all these things, I was so scared to see myself and so scared to be seen still. It was like this year in emerging was acknowledging that I had been hiding without even being consciously aware of that. And truly, that's something that I've come to understand in the last two weeks. I even said, I have a new business coach, y'all. If you don't know Abby Gibb, this woman is a fucking magical unicorn with pink hair and I'm obsessed with her. And we had our first call last week and I'm excited to share with you some of the things we're building out. But I said to her, I said, I'm ready to be seen. And I realize that I created an entire universe and company to hide behind. My job in Soulfire, not only as the CEO and the co-founder, is to help people better understand themselves, their message, and reach their community. And to do so strategically and honestly. And in doing that, I help people see themselves so that they can be more fully seen. Yes, that is what I do for a living. And then I moonlight as someone who hides herself. Hmm, interesting. Did not know I was doing that until two weeks ago. I have been spending so much time helping everyone else see themselves and be seen. I've been hiding behind them. So when I sat down with Abby, I said, I don't even know what my show is about. I say it's about spirituality and sexuality. I, I don't know how to like write a description for it. I don't really know what to do. I don't know what to title or call these things. And she finally reflected truth back to me in a way I needed to hear. She was me the way I am for my clients. She was me for myself. And the funny thing is, she is magical. I'm not taking anything away from her. But it's the same thing I say about myself. It's not about me when I'm working with my clients. I am simply a mirror and a reflection back what they're saying, what they're bringing, their energy back to them. And that's what she was for me. I just like talk, 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 talked. And then she regurgitated it back to me in a way that landed. And I said, yes, that is what I do. That is what this show is about, this community. This is why I created it. This is why thousands of women show up every single day as a part of the podcast, on social media, in women's circles, X, Y, Z, like you name it. This is why we all show up. And so we created and then I got really uncomfortable. 
I know I'm meant to be seen and I know I'm meant to do big things. And I know that the work that I do is so important and valuable. And I want to help each and every one of you and your friends and your family and your relationships the way I have been supported. And so I am releasing the fear around being seen for who I truly am and what I can offer from my heart and from my soul, the purpose for which I am here. Because if I don't emerge, I am out of integrity and out of alignment because I have been praying to emerge my whole life. To blossom, to emerge, to come out of my shell, to be true, authentic, and genuine. I have been praying for that, for the path, for the light. And as it is presented to me, there is a part of me that wants to panic and run. That is so scared of, but what if they don't like me and accept me? What if I'm wrong? I learned last month that I have spent almost my entire life thinking I am wrong and bad and trying to hide because of it and find ways to make up for it. Hence the people pleasing and perfectionism and constant stress and anxiety. And what I realize is that that is a story and a toxic lie and belief that is not true and is not mine. I am not wrong and I am not bad. I don't think I've ever said that out loud. I am not wrong and I am not bad. If you're not watching this, (laughs) I have full body chills and wow. I love doing these with you because I feel like I'm just talking to a friend and just being really fucking honest. So thank you for listening. I'm not wrong and I'm not bad and I am emerging and so are you. So are you. I created something because of this. And it feels even more special now that I just explained all of that stuff to you. I created the onyx. Onyx like a crystal. I created the onyx to be a private community for us. And it is a 
monthly community of women breaking free of a lineage of toxic lies and rules so that you can be seen and heard and loved for who you are authentically becoming. Think of this as a place where you can seduce yourself. Be seen, be held, and become wild and free. Where every woman is a mirror. Where you gather together in truth and in honesty to become. With monthly circles facilitated by me, a playlist I'm creating just for you, healing calls with world-renowned healers. I want you to think Howard Wills, Priya Locke, Marta Sofer, Dr. Lekos, and so many more. Access to people. Access to conversations. A place where my solo episodes like this will live and act as guides and lessons for you with journals that have accompanying prompts for you to be in your practice. Where these conversations show up in your Apple podcast feed, just like a regular podcast, and then you get access to everything else in a community of women who show up for you so beautifully. Because you don't have to be alone. In the Onyx, we will challenge, we will create, and we will come back. We will come back to ourselves and our truth and our knowing and that divine wisdom. The onyx is protective and safe and true. And it is a container in which we can do and create so much together. And it allows me to show up for you in ways I never have before and to bring together the most incredible people I have ever had access to. I have ever worked with. I have had impact me in profound ways. The onyx is the best thing I've ever created and the thing that excites me the most about 2021. So I will be grandmothering in an incredible group of women, a founding member price available for everyone. So we haven't even created a damn landing page for this shit yet because we're in constant creation over here and it's all just come together. I literally text Abby this morning about it and we came up with some of the details and it feels 
So aligned in a full body, yes. So I say all of that because I am ready to be seen. I am ready to see myself. And I am ready for you to see me. And I ask, are you ready to see yourself? And are you ready for others to see you? And maybe that makes you really uncomfortable listening to right now. Ask yourself why. Why is that a challenging thing to think about? And what do you get to do for yourself in response? If you want to be grandmothered in and a part of this founding circle of women, just send me a DM. Let me know. Give me your email and you'll be the first one invited in just a couple weeks. The Onyx. This is where the magic is going to happen for us. I've been thinking about this concept that my life finally came together when it fell apart. That the universe had to fully dismantle everything in order for me to see. I've talked about this a lot with ayahuasca, feeling like you're a box of puzzle pieces and you're just being shaken up. And then all of a sudden the universe drops in more puzzle pieces that were actually missing. And so you can more fully see yourself as it comes back together. And I did not do ayahuasca this year, but my God, 2020 has felt like one long, never ending fucking ayahuasca ceremony. (laughs) Whew but worse because you know you're sober. But it's true. It's as I go into 33, it is an acknowledgement and a humility around what it has taken for me to get here and gratitude for the things that have been quote unquote taken away from me or dismantled, or removed, or thrown in the mix out of nowhere, in order for me to stop lying to myself and to see the truth. Now, the truth is ever-evolving. My truth today can look different in a week. The more you know, the better you do. And so it allows me to flow. And as more things come forward, I'm in receiving and I allow them into my space so I can get curious about them without judgment. And then I choose. How does this feel? Is this a full body? Yes. Like the onyx, like, uh, yeah, duh. Or is this a, Mm, yes, but maybe not right now or no full stop. Little things being dropped into my awareness 
that I get to look at here and here and here and here and identify, is this for me or not? Just because it's in my awareness does not mean it's for me. Maybe it's for me to see something, to acknowledge something deeper within myself, utilizing it as a mirror, but it doesn't mean it's for me to take on. For example, in relationships, people go through shit and you may feel like your partner's energy is yours when in reality it's theirs, but you have taken it on. Maybe you're an empath or maybe you're using it as an excuse. Either way, it's not yours. But it is for you to see and acknowledge and mirror back within yourself of what's going on. Because if your partner or your friend or someone feels a certain way and it's triggering for you, or you feel you're taking it on, ask why. This is where the radical honesty comes into play. Where are you lying to yourself? We think that things don't work out or I'm never good at anything or everything sucks or why is this happening to me? And it's really easy to do that in a year with the pandemic. Like it is not lost on me how hard things are for so many people. And though Financially, I have not been affected very much emotionally and spiritually. It's taken a toll. It has asked me to question everything. And I think that if you're not questioning everything this year, you miss the point. You miss the fucking point. It's not lost on me that things have been so hard. And I realized this yesterday, actually. I was at Whole Foods doing my Sunday afternoon grocery shopping for our family. And I'm walking down this aisle where there's like prepared sandwiches and juices. And I see these two people and they look like they're struggling and potentially homeless. And the guy looks maybe my age or a little younger, but he's really dirty. And I looked at both of their fingernails and I could tell. And then... Their clothes were just tattered and he was carrying this giant blanket and that's all he had. And she looked like she was really struggling. And I just, I felt for them. And I walked away after watching them briefly and I just felt like I really want to offer to buy them something. I want to buy them food, but I don't want to offend them. So I walked away and then I walked back. And then I walked away and then I walked back. And when I walked back after having this internal battle of do I offend them or not? Is this okay? I just was like, you know what? Be okay with offering. And if they get upset, then they get upset. But if they are receiving of this offer, then that's beautiful. No expectations. So I walked over and I said, excuse me, can I get you anything? 
can I buy you some food? They both just looked at me. They were like, that would be so nice. And I watched them and they weren't even sure what to pick. It was like they were so hungry. They weren't sure what to do. And I told them, I'm like, you can pick multiple things, like just get whatever you want, like whatever tastes good. And I, I walked this guy through, I was like, well, those are turkey sandwiches and that's chicken. And he was like, oh, well, the wrap looks really good. And I was like, oh yeah, the wrap does look really good. And I watched them just so carefully and nervously choose. And as we waited for the girl to pick out her food, I, I stood there with the guy and just talked to him and he said something I don't remember. And I said, I'm really sorry that you're in this situation. And he said, oh, please don't apologize to me. I did this to myself. I made really poor choices. It was in that moment. Do you ever have moments where you like, Something happens and you rewind and you like see a bunch of stuff play out. And it's like a lot of stuff comes together with just like a couple words or a line. You're like, whoa, like you zoom out and it's just like, that was the experience I had with this guy. He's homeless. He has, in terms of material things, very little. Doesn't really eat. He told me he doesn't really ever sleep. That he had almost been killed the night before in a, I don't even know what he called it, a quote-unquote trade deal gone bad. And he didn't say, yeah, this is fucked, or someone fucked me, or anything. And then when I offered him to buy him more food as we were checking out, he was like, no, I don't want to take advantage. Thank you so much. There are people struggling, struggling in ways that they will end up homeless. Some of it due to the pandemic, others due to poor choices, other really shitty circumstances. I tell you this entire story because I watched this guy take responsibility and acknowledge what was true for him, not for me, not for anyone else. That was true to his experience. And he owned it. I watched this guy who, compared to me, in all honesty, has nothing. Yet in that moment, he had more integrity than most people I've ever met in my fucking life. And more than me sometimes. I was so impressed by him and so moved. I was like sobbing at the cashier. I was sobbing when I came home. And I just realized that this year will break so many of us down in so many ways, whether it's financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, it's happening.
Which way are you going to go? How are you going to make choices? In integrity. In alignment for yourself, even and especially when they're challenging. How will you take responsibility for your actions, your choices, your beliefs? Will you sit in the, why is this happening to me, victim role? Or will you choose to ask better questions like, how did I get here? I asked someone that in the women's circle I'm facilitating now. She was talking about her whole experience getting to this moment and really struggling. And she said, she was like, I just, I wonder, like, how did I get here? And my response back to her was, well, how did you get here? She said, I made choices that were out of alignment and out of integrity for myself. And I did things because I thought I should or was supposed to, rather than knowing and following my gut of doing what was best for me. Shit is going to happen. Shit's going to fucking happen. Life is hard. Even when the worst things happen, it doesn't mean you blame yourself. But you ask better questions of how you got here or how to take responsibility for your side or how to make new decisions moving forward or what feels like the right next step for me at this time. If you are asking and praying for abundance and growth and access to your truth and coming back to you, are you willing to explore the depths of what it will take to find that? Are you willing to sit with it in ways you never have? Are you willing to get radically honest to the degree that it blows you wide open? To a point where maybe you have no answers and that is the answer. Are you willing If you're not, be honest about that too. And no, this doesn't have to be hard and painful and sad and exhausting the whole time. Yes, you will have chapters of that in this long novel of life but it can look playful and fun and free and wild and sexy and yummy. Because even in the sexy and yummy, you're getting to depths of yourself and access to yourself that you never had before. 
But it's up to you to make the decision. Am I willing to travel to the depths of darkness? To get curious about it. In order to embody the light. I've decided to do somewhat of a segment part of this show about how I nourish myself because I'm just going to be honest. I don't like reading ads because it feels weird sometimes. And I, yes, of course, grateful for sponsors, 1 million percent. But I also am just here to share things with you that I love and use and care about. And so rather than saying these are the sponsors, what feels more aligned for me is to talk to you about how I'm nourishing myself because whether or not these people sponsor me, I will buy their shit (laughs) and I will use it to nourish myself and optimize myself and create more abundance with my health and my business or whatever it is. Those are the choices I make for myself. And so I am choosing to bring what nourishes me to you. So welcome to the first ever segment called How I'm Nourishing Myself. This year was really difficult because on top of everything else, I actually forgot about this until this moment. This is why I'm doing this segment. (laughs) I'll remember parts of my life that I forget. Um, I had really bad mold poisoning. So we had mold in case you missed it. We had to like tear our house apart. Connor and I were sick, sick for months. I bore the brunt of that given all of my like previous conditions and autoimmune stuff. And also all of the beautiful lessons I had to learn because of it. And so my face had like this horrible breakout and rash for probably six or seven months. I, for a couple months was sleeping nonstop. I felt exhausted. It was very depressing. Um, I had no energy. I wasn't strong. It was really tough. And I cut coffee out during that time because there is mold in almost all coffee. And so I realized that. And it was also making me super anxious. And I was already like just so stressed out being sick and having mold toxicity. I cut out coffee. And in order to help me cut out coffee, I utilized Organifi. And the reason I chose to do that is because I really like to start my day with a nourishing cup of something yummy, something that I know is warm and feels good. I will drink hot drinks when it is hundred degrees outside. Like I just really love it. <laughs> and I know that Organifi has so many superfoods and antioxidants and things that will help me sleep and incredible ingredients like turmeric and ginger and lemon balm and really clean cacao. And so I weaned myself off coffee utilizing Organifi, uh, mostly the, the gold chocolate and the regular gold. And then when seasonal stuff came out, utilizing the pumpkin spice. And then I would do the green and the red juice um, every couple of days, especially when I was in the sauna the last couple of months, continuing to detox my body of this mold. It was a freaking game changer for me. 
I slept better. I felt like I was recovering better from my workouts. I got stronger. I wasn't having crashes or anxiety from all of the coffee and mold and all the just shit ingredients in her and most of this stuff. So I really believe in routine. I really believe in doing things that are going to fill you up and make you feel really good. And if that means you're having a relaxing chill day or a super productive day, do things and utilize things that make you feel good. Stop sabotaging your body with shit. I'm going to do a whole episode on how I'm not drinking next year and learned that lesson through all of this as well. But that's part of self-sabotage. Me going to Starbucks and getting an Americano is self-sabotage because I always feel bad after. And yeah, it tastes great. But what if I could have something that tastes great, is super nourishing and supportive for what my goals are and is in alignment and integrity with me? Yeah, I know it sounds funny. I'm talking about a cup of chocolate nourishing drink and alignment and integrity in the same sentence, but that's what it is for me. And I really believe it gets to be that way for you too. So if you want to try out Organifi, any products in their line, I love all of them. You can go to Organifi.com, use the code Kelly T, you'll get 15% off. I'm utilizing it as something to gift give people this year. I also give it away in all of my gifts that I send for reviews. Whenever you screenshot and send me a review, I send all the kinds of Organifi as well as Element, which is an incredible brand um, that I love as well that is all about electrolytes. So just know that I believe in it fully and I would buy it no matter what. I also want to tell you about something really special because... This wasn't something I was planning on, and I am the most honored ever. So most of you know about the woman who saved my life, Marta Sofer. She is my Ayurvedic doctor at Surya Spa in Los Angeles. And I had the absolute pleasure of doing almost, I don't know, probably four weeks of Panchakarma over about a year, year and a half time um, healing my body. And not only did Marta heal me, physically with cleansing my liver and um, moving all of these toxins out of my body and helping me reset and get really clear on what was best for my body and what needed to go. But on a, on a spiritual level, she showed up. She introduced me to ayahuasca and many of the healers I work with. I did combo for the first time at her recommendation and found this fairy goddess that I absolutely love. Um, so Marta really brought a holistic approach to healing for me. And I'm so, so excited to share that I am the first podcast that they are partnering with. In the whole world, I'm the first podcast. Holy shit. I'm obsessed with them. I'm so in love with all of their products. Um, I have been using the collagen cream for over a year now. I've had the same jar of the collagen cream. I am not kidding you. This shit lasts forever. It's like liquid gold in a jar. I'm not joking. And for someone who came from LA to Denver and had horrible skin issues and was so dry and could not figure it out, this cream was so healing. You talk about nourishing yourself. 
This is how I nourish myself every day. I love the balancing face oil. I love the collagen cream. They also have all of the Surya breads, which they're like world renowned for. These breads are so ridiculous. So I'm really, really excited to be sharing the only discount code they offer on the only podcast that they work with. Um, This team at Surya is fucking next level. And I love that I get to give you access at a little bit of a discount for some of the best products you will ever, ever find. Um, if you go to Surya Spa, that's S-U-R-Y-A spa.com and use the code Kelly T, you will get 15% off site-wide. So as we release what was such a challenging year for so many of us. It's easy to just sit in the, this was really challenging. I'm staying here and I'm just praying to God next year is better. And yes, there is something. And I think about this a lot. I don't know what it is, but the calendar change from December 31st to January 1st in a new year. It's like The switch flips, it's cathartic. There's truly a transition that happens. So what I ask is, can you set an intention without expectation? Because we all learned this year that we can all make plans and the universe is going to fucking slap us in the face. Be like, (laughs) that was cute. You have no idea what's fucking coming. So how can you set intentions without expectations? How can you create in a way that feels aligned and true for you? How can you make space? How can you challenge yourself with better questions? Create from a place of integrity and come back to your truth and your knowing. What does that look like for you in this next year? And how raw and how vulnerable are you willing to get? How much joy and growth and expansion and pleasure and love do you choose to receive? Because the second you make that choice to be in receiving, to be in that feminine flow, watch as your world change. Watch as all these things come into your space. Without saying, it must look like this. I need it to be this way. If the bow is not tied like this, that wasn't it. What I learned in this year is that we are going to see and get what we need to see and get. My intention when I walk into any medicine practice is show me what I am meant to see. And that is what happened this year. We were shown so many things from having to slow down, having to look within, having to ask better questions, having to learn what yes is and what no is for each of us, seeing where we are out of alignment, out of integrity, what we are meant for, getting rid of toxic lies and beliefs cleansing ourselves of this lineage lineage of shit that we have taken on that is not ours. That is what this year has asked. And for some, it hasn't been as brutal as for others. 
but is asked to come in with the intention of whatever that is for you without needing to needing it to look a certain way releasing the control so that what is meant for you can come forward i was telling the girls again on in our circle the other day i said you know here's the thing about setting intention or trying to control something is if you go into something saying please show me why my relationship is struggling in communication you're going to miss the answer and why is that because there's an opportunity for you to see a bigger picture that really is the umbrella dynamic of all that's happening in your life the thing that will bring it all together where it connects all the dots. It brings the puzzle piece back together. It makes sense. You're going to miss that because you're focused on this one minute detail. Because you're trying to control this one little thing. What if you stopped doing that and let go and saw what was actually happening? Please show me what I'm meant to see. You don't even know what you're meant to see, but you're trying to control that and say, show me this thing. When in reality, the answer is somewhere you never expected it. How can you be open to seeing that no matter how uncomfortable it makes you so that you can have the growth and the abundance and the awareness and the knowing that you have been praying for? We can release the expectation and learn everything we're meant to. It's actually much easier. It's no longer a fight or a battle when we do that because we are allowing flow to see whatever it is that is meant to come forward without attaching ourselves to it. I've been asking to see my truth for years. Please show me my truth. Please help me come back to myself. I ask hard questions. I have been in the practice. I have surrendered. And I was still missing these vital pieces. And so what happened this year is that everything was flipped upside down for me so that I could. And I know that next year, as I begin to try having babies with Connor and we continue to talk about getting married and continuing to build soul fire and I come forward and am willing to be more seen with the onyx and all of this stuff that there are going to be more layers that come forward. And I am being open. I am being open. I don't, I don't know if that even sounds right, but that's what I'm doing. I'm not doing, I'm being, I am open. There, That's better. I am open to what that looks like. Because I know now, after the last couple of years of releasing control and surrendering, that it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. Whether I got a tight ass grip on it or I let it flow, it just gets to be less hard and less of a fight when I allow. How will you allow? By setting intention, stepping forward, asking for more, and asking to see what you're meant to see without attaching to the expectation.
How will you allow that for yourself truly to level the fuck up and stop fighting yourself and stop sabotaging yourself and acknowledge that this is for me. This is what I get to do. I know that 33 will be more unknown gray area magic. And I'm so excited for what's to come. And I'm deeply grateful for everything that has been and where I am sitting today as I share this with you. And I am in conversation with you. And this is the last episode of the year for me. And I am going into creation and birthing mode as we get ready for 2021 in all senses of the word. Next year, my solos will be living inside of our private community without access to them outside of it. If you want to join in that space and cultivate that space with me, I would love to have you. Please send me a DM with your email and let me know that you would like to create the foundation for the community with me. And thank you for being here and showing up so beautifully for yourself and for me. Every week this year, I have been humbled by each of you and your messages and your reviews and your love and your shares as we continue to grow this. And I can't wait for what's to come. Thank you. And I love all of you. Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five-star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon.